1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. Welcome to Two Kids and a Career. So as I have said before, we are going to have some tough conversations on this podcast, uncomfortable conversations, also happy and silly conversations. But we're going to go back to the tough, uncomfortable conversation. I have Erica Murphy with me. Erica is a new friend of mine. And I say new friend because you're going to tell a story that some people would be like, well, Jill, don't you know this story? (laughs) And I don't know this story. And that's what I want to find out Erica and I are co-workers and Erica is currently pregnant and so there was a time when I was pregnant when you were pregnant and then I left for maternity leave so I'm come back to work I'm like hey Erica <laughs> how are you feeling and we're talking about that but you kind of opened up a little bit to me and said that you had some infertility issues before this baby
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I wanted to talk to you about it because infertility is a huge topic Mm -hmm. and in looking in my situation with both girls there were times where I thought the infertility was an issue and it's really not an issue in comparison to your story which I don't know but I have a feeling but with that being said everybody Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, our first daughter, it took about a year to conceive. But I don't think that we were smart about it or followed the right direction, so to speak. Yeah. Um, So it felt like it was forever. Mm -hmm. Our second daughter, we knew that... We wanted to have a baby, and this is how it needed to happen, and we know how it needs to happen. But this is what you needed to do, and we really kind of stuck to it. And so for me, anytime I went to the bathroom and had a period, mm-hmm. it was infertile issues in my head. Yeah. It was hard. Mm-hmm. So I can speak for those women because there are plenty of women out there that it is hard when that happens. Mm-hmm. But it's unfair of me to... Even pretend to know what it's like to struggle with infer- infertility issues. So, I was wondering if you would share your story.
1: Yeah. And I mean, to say that one story is any different than another, a struggle is a struggle, whether it takes two months or whether it takes two years, or in our case, it took six years. Six so years. It was something that I knew very early on. I found out when I was 16 years old that I had an issue and that it was going to be difficult for me to conceive. They had told me that. Um, you know, it was it was possible, but it was I was going to have some struggles. And so as a 16-year-old, how do you process that? Right. You know, like I didn't think about it. It was <laughs> college, I tried not to get pregnant, so I'm like, right. "Great. This is fantastic." <laughs> um, but then, you know, I hit my 20s and late 20s and, you know, I met my now husband and and we were like, "You know what? Let's let's start this. It may take a little bit longer. We know that going into this, but, you know, let's see." I I I don't want to be <laughs> 40 and pregnant. And, you know, I, I wanted to try and start start earlier. So when I was 29, we started going down the road and we were just going to just try. We were just going to see what happens. If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, you know, we we weren't going to do IVF or we weren't going to do anything at that point. We were just going to try. Well, in my head, you know, I downloaded every app mm-hmm. and I yes. know, I did everything, read every blog and, and did everything that I could. Time of day you need to all of that, Mm -hmm. which let me tell you how romantic that is. Right, where I'm like, oh, it's two forty five, and um, I've got a temperature of ninety six point three. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. (laughs) It's not, it's not, it's not good. Um, but I didn't want to tell people because I knew that's the first thing that when you just get married and Mm -hmm. you just you know everybody asks, are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? I never ever ever asked that because. It was like a blow to my chest every time somebody asked me that. And I had, to, you know, I had to be like, oh, we don't, we just don't want kids just yet. We're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. When in the meantime, I like, no, I have my 50 pack of ovulation kits in the bathroom and, and devastated every time I have to bring, you know, a tampon with me because I started my period, which was just another slap in the face that I wasn't pregnant. Right. So that was kind of the beginning. And it got to the point to where I... I don't want to say that I got hardened by it, but I started lying to people and saying, well, I don't want kids. I don't, I don't, just because it was easier for me to say, I don't want kids than to deal with the fact that (laughs) this is something that I want more than anything Mm -hmm. and it may never happen for me. So I completely flipped the script and just said, you know what, we're content with where we are. We just, we don't, we just don't want this because it was, it was easier to avoid the questions And I did, I felt like I was alone because, you know, here I am and I'm, I'm going through this struggle and I was, I was kind of ashamed that I felt like as a woman, like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have a child. That's the one thing that differentiates us from men is that I'm supposed to be able to do this and I can't. So it was hard, you know?
0: And it's really interesting because I didn't want kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't see myself as a mom. I didn't see that being in our future. And my husband, it was more of a, he wanted kids. And then when we made the decision and we started trying, then it was like, I want this to happen. Is this a competition though? And I started getting confused in my head. Like, I'm trying to win the race, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. It, w- it was a very confusing time, too. I mean, yeah. every single time, like you said, you that month comes and that happens. It's a reminder that you failed. Yes.
1: And, you know, when you hit your early 30s and your work with a bunch of women, it's se- it felt like every other week somebody else was announcing their pregnancy mm-hmm. or looking through Facebook and seeing somebody else that, you know... May not have even been trying or who knows what their story is, because again, everybody has a story. Right. But it just felt like I would start to resent them because it would be like, why not me? Like, you didn't even want this. You didn't even you weren't even trying. And here I am, you know, peeing on a stick every morning to seeing if I'm ovulating, taking my temperature five times a day because I want to see, you know, what my levels are. And here you are and get pregnant after a month of trying. You know, and I started to resent them because I, I wanted that so badly. That's, it's hard for yeah. me to hear that because
0: I'm that person. Yeah. I know you don't mean anything no, by that. No. I know, I know, but that's what's so hard. Yeah. Is because you have those two different dynamics going right. on. And so how does someone like me even try to understand and I guess by doing this, by having this conversation with you. Um, So you said six years. Yeah. And it just, it just
1: didn't happen. Right. And it was, um, it got to the point where it was causing some major issues between our relationship. Yeah. Because as you can imagine, the, Romance was gone. Yeah. The intimacy was gone. It was every single time that we wanted to be intimate. It wasn't because I love you and I want to feel close to you. It was because I have a job to do. This is what I want. And that's everybody kept saying, just stop trying. Just stop. Yes. Trying. Okay. Like, when are you not trying? <laughs> that's the thing. Right. It's always in my head. And I was, I was very, my prior employer was a great, great, great company. But they were very family first culture. That was that was hundred percent their number one thing. You could bring your baby to work for six months, which is amazing. It's wow. un- like they're an unbelievable company. They have retirement parties for the babies when they leave. There's baby showers. There's celebration of all of these wonderful things. But you were surrounded by it every single day. It was in my face. And, you know, I want to be so happy for my friends that I, I love dearly and I'm so yeah. excited for them. But in the me- you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, why not me? Why not me? And that's a big reason why I left. And I told them that I, I loved what I did. I loved the company. I loved the people. But it was so difficult for me to be around that every single day. And it's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. It's not my fault because I, it wasn't happening. It's not their fault for creating this amazing environment for people that did. It was just something in my head that just, it was just, it, it was never, it was, it would never leave me. It was something I thought of every single day, walking in Target and seeing, you know, baby carriers and seeing all these things. Like it's just, I can't even explain how badly I wanted this. And, to have that just defeat that it may, it may never happen. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. And, you know, it's funny because like I said, we we were going through some issues and um, this summer was a big thing for me because I was like, like, I need to be a mom. Like one way or another, I, I need to be a mom. And I have a girlfriend who's one of my best friends and she and her husband were going through the same issue. So it was nice to kind of have somebody that you could talk to about this and that like truly understood what you were going through because I did, I ended up going on the different hormones. We didn't do IVF because um, you know, I'm I'm a plus size over 35 year old woman. So um, it was a danger factor for me, but the hormones ended up making me gain more weight. The depression made me gain more weight and it was just this vicious cycle. And so, and it was the same thing with her. So she actually ended up becoming a foster mom. And she was like, I just need kids in my family. Like, I just need kids in my house. And I I couldn't do that just because um, (laughs) I didn't want to have to give them back. Like, I knew once I had these children in my house, I wouldn't be able to just, you know, be like, okay, here you go. And she's perfect for that. And that's great. But I knew that that was never for me. So I wanted to look into adoption. And my husband did not at the time. And I'm like, we're 35. We're getting older. Like, I need I need to be a mom. Um, our dog is our child, as I'm sure you know. I do know
0: <laughs> from my experience. As I'm sure you know. And I'm not going to tell you
1: <laughs> anything else about what that dog. Just Yes. We'll, we'll talk fun. when you get Because <laughs> my hairdresser, who's one of my good friends as well, she's always like, I can't wait till you have this baby when this child or this dog actually becomes a pet. And I'm like...
0: He's my first. Right. (laughs) And you hate everybody that says it to you. Same thing here.
1: So I'm not going to say that to you. Just love your doggy. Just keep loving your doggy. He's my first. This is my (laughs) second. Um, So over the summer, I actually, I actually um, quit my hormone treatment and I really had to consider if this relationship was something that I wanted because I knew I needed to be a mom and I am a spiritual person and I would pray and just be like. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Just give me a sign. Like, I love this man more than anything in my life. I know I'm supposed to be with him. I know he's my soulmate. But if he's not willing to take this next step to have a family, I don't know that I'm going to be content in my life to not have a child. So if I need to be with somebody else who has that same vision, then I need to know. Um. So I stopped my hormone treatment in July and I got pregnant in September. And I'm like, loud and clear. I gotcha. <laughs> and so now we are happier than we've ever been. I am 34 weeks along. I am four weeks away from meeting my little guy because they're going to we're, They're going to take me early. And um, I am I can't even I see, you know, you hear the girls that are like, oh, I'm so miserable being <laughs> pregnant. I can't sleep. I can't do anything. And I'm just I have had such an easy pregnancy. I have had. And I don't know if it's just because I'm ignoring <laughs> everything and it just doesn't even matter. Um, but I am, I am, I have everything in my life that I could have ever wanted. And I'm very grateful. Oh gosh. <laughs> so there's, there's a light at oh. the end of the tunnel. <laughs> my eyeliner. I know. I'm sorry. We're going to be <laughs> sitting. So we're going to walk by and be like, what's going on in there? <laughs> oh wow. Um, I'm
0: so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. I, I, think that someone listening right now relates to you and someone listening right now relates to me. And I guess my question is, what does the girl on my end, what
1: does she, can she do anything for you, the no, girl on your end? Nobody can. I couldn't even, I mean, it was something that... um it was something that I couldn't even I couldn't even help myself with because it just was it consumed my entire life that no matter the only thing that could have changed my mind is having a baby. And that's something that I had to deal with. And I had to try and come with terms that, you know, I may never get to experience having my own child. And I was totally OK with the idea of adoption. But like you want to look at your child and say, Oh, my God, you have your dad's eyes. Oh, my God, you have my smile. Look at your nose. And, and I know that you inherit that as you, you know, those traits as you get older. But, you know, you want you want to have a child. And, and it's not for everybody. But, I, I mean, it was, it was for me. That was for you me. You knew it. I knew, knew it. You knew it. And I had friends when we were in college. They
0: knew they wanted to be mom, moms. Yeah. And so I, a lot of times... Question myself like, why do you not have that same feeling as them? And I thought, well, that that'll happen as you get older. And it never happened. It never happened. Right. I didn't like that was their thing. They knew mm-hmm. I want to be a mom, and that's a oh, yes. And when you have your mindset on something, you want it to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: oh I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so so happy for you. And I, I think maybe your pregnancy is going. Easy because you dealt with a whole six years of crap (laughs) and uneasiness. And I'm also a faithful person. And I do think that person works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. So.
1: And, you know, it was difficult. My, My sister, my younger sister, got pregnant two years ago. They had tried for one month and got pregnant right away. And it was so funny because... When all the girls at work and all my girlfriends would be like, I'm pregnant. Like, I genuinely was happy for them. Like, I genuinely was so happy. But there was always that little bit of jealousy behind me. But when my sister told me, there was not one ounce of jealousy. There was not one negative thought that came through my head. And I think that she, I think she tried to be really Cautious, very cautious, because, you know, my sister's my best friend and she knew she's been through this entire. She was the first person that I told <laughs> she was the first person I told before I even announced it to my family. And um, <laughs> I said, so I, I took a test today and she was like, stop it. Like, I can't breathe. Like, she's like, tell me you're lying. Tell me you're lying. And I'm. it was just it was a very sweet moment. But when she was pregnant with my niece, it was there was not one. One ounce of jealousy in me at all, or any of those negative feelings, because this little—it was part of my family. I think that was the difference. That it was, you know. Um, and she's—I love her like as if she was my own. <laughs> oh,
0: I yeah. I tell you what, those nieces and nephews—that's yeah. a whole another. That's well, a whole, and then when whole they, they get
1: crazy, you can just give them back.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because my sister now my. Um, nephews are older one's 14 and one's 23 and so she and she's my best friend and so she sees our girls and she laughs all the time she's like it's your turn like (laughs) all those times you laughed at me because my boys threw themselves down in the middle of a store and (laughs) <laughs> yep, what goes around comes around. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just smile and
1: nod. Yep, yeah. sure does. Well, that's what I tell. I I tell him right now in my tummy, you're not going to act like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that works, right? <laughs> right.
0: Oh, I I'm trying to think of who I know who it was that I said this to. I told this person. I said I kept talking to her and said your mama is a planner. You have to come <laughs> on the day that they said you're going to come yeah. because I have a plan, and you're listening, right? Right. And she was looking at me like.
1: Okay, whatever you got to do, whatever what, you got what to, to say to <laughs> to make it better. Okay, but you know, even now, like like I said before, um, you know, when I I kind of was going through a denial phase where I I it was easier for me to say that I didn't want kids to people that, um, I did. I was I felt alone. I felt like I was the only person in the entire world that was going through these issues. and that, um, you know, it was because of my age. It was because of my weight. It was because I waited too long. It was because I was doing all these things wrong. And so I tried to search for a community that i could I could kind of talk to, but did not know me because so there would be no judgment. Yeah. And f- Facebook became a really good outlet for me because there were a lot of groups of plus-size women that were trying and that were having all these issues. And even now, as I'm going through, you know, the pregnancy process that, I'm still going along this journey with these other girls Mm -hmm. because it's nice to know that you're not alone. Yeah. So that's when you asked me to do this podcast with you. I was so excited because if I could be that person for one other person, like all those women were for me, because that's really what helped me is that I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. They didn't judge me. They didn't know anything about it. We were just all going through this situation together and could vent and could joke and we could laugh and we could cry. And it was, it was an amazing group of women
0: and something that will be discussed on. And I, and I talked about this on my first episode, the launch episode, but it's going to be discussed more. The judging. I I am so sick of the fact that we have to, that we are using that word still. And so I'm glad that that was an outlet for you and you're right I hope someone listening right now they may not know you yeah but they're suddenly closer to you because of this and I cannot wait to hear about baby Murphy <laughs>
1: I know I can't excited. wait well it's fine because you know we're a planner too and the fact that we don't have a name yet is like making me go out of my mind <laughs> Because I'm like you know I need to monogram things uh-huh. I have 35 years of ideas built up mm-hmm. like you know I this poor this poor kid he's gonna walk around in a bubble
0: well <laughs> like, it's okay because you know what <laughs> he's gonna be so loved he
1: is I you know and I'm sure it has nothing to do with the hormones whatsoever but um, the other night I was just <laughs> sitting on my couch and I just started just like crying uncontrollably and it was just like. I am just so happy right now. Like, I never thought that in my entire life that I, you know, I have this amazing man that loves me through the highs and lows of of everything that I've ever wanted. Because he, you know, he's a guy. He didn't grow up saying, I, w- I want to be a dad. I can't wait to right. have kids. But he knew how much it meant to me and went through this journey with me. And he is the kindest, sweetest, most gentle man I've ever, like, I know. That he was put in my life for a reason. And that's what, when we were going through all these issues, I was so confused because I'm like, I know this man, like he's my soulmate. Like I know that he is, but I can't, I can't let this piece go. And I just, I feel like my heart is so full right now. Like I just, I finally got everything that I wanted. And if I can give any advice to anybody is, you know, you never know what the journey going to be, but I never gave up. Like, even when doctors would tell me, you know, you need to lose 50 pounds. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, I never gave up. And and even now when they're telling me, well, you're going to have these issues. You're going to have this. There's going to be that. And it's like, I just, my faith is just so strong. And I believe that I now have everything that I wanted. It was the hardest journey I've ever been through in my entire life. But this is my happy ever after. Like, this is it. And I am So grateful that I could have given up many a times that I didn't. So, if anybody out there just, you know, just don't ever, just don't ever give up, especially when it gets the hardest. Because this summer was the hardest, the hardest time of my entire life. You know, I had just switched my career. I'm sorry. (laughs) Do not. I am. I had just switched my career. I was going through all of these things at home, and it was just. Um, it was the lowest point of my life that I've ever been in. And right after that low point was this beautiful other side that now I've just been, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful for for the man that's in my life. I'm so grateful for the man that's in my belly. <laughs> it's just, you know, there's, there's a happy ever after for everybody, no matter whether this was my journey, whether we ever got pregnant or, you know, I, I truly believe that there's a plan and, and this was mine and I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> So don't give
0: up. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career.